Okay, here we go. So we started the Perak base last time a little bit, but um, just to make a quick summary, so we now we're transitioning away from Carbonus and into and into Tfila prayer, and therefore we're gonna start with a, with another pasuk in Mishlei, Mesir Ozno Mishmoa Torah, someone who takes his ear, who removes his ear away from listening to Torah, Gam Tfila even his prayer will be uh, despicable to Hashem, loathsome, something like that. Someone who turns his way, his ear away from listening to Torah. So, what exactly does that mean? We mentioned last time that there's maybe different levels of it. Certainly, someone who doesn't. Who's not interested in Torah, who's not interested in following what the Torah says, will certainly be included in this. We'll see even, even uh, how far this goes. But the point that we mentioned last time, and I want to stress this point, is the tremendous interconnection that exists between the Torah and Tefillah. Is the Tefillah is, comes from the Jewish soul, which is, by the way, why... Um, you know, the Baal Shem Tov and others, when they were approaching ignoramus of the Jewish people who were, they were illiterate. They were, you know, he was a, a cobbler or, or he was a, you know, whatever, whatever they, he used to do, a shoemaker, right? So they were talking about the power of tefillah because that's the, that comes, that's a power that the Jewish soul has. It's a connection to Hashem. The... The other gift that we have from Hashem is the Torah. And the Torah is really that uh, divine revelation that can be um, received by that very same Jewish soul. In other words, the Torah is where my soul acts as a receptacle for the, for the divine will. Tefillah is where, on the contrary, my soul turns, t- turns to Hashem, uh, expressing my will to Hashem. So we saw that the that the midrash says that uh, it's an analogous to two people. Uh, one lives up in the in the Galil, up in the north. The other one lives down in the in the, in, the, in the southern part of the country. And the one in the north has a vineyard in the south, and the one in the south has a vineyard in the north. So one of them says to the other one, Yo, could you please take care of my vineyard for me? He says, I'll t- if you take care of my vineyard, I'll take care of your vineyard. So in other words, Hashem entrusted us here with His will, with His desire down here, which is the Torah. If we toil in it, if we are mechav of it, we show preciousness and love to it and appreciation for it then Hashem will do the same thing for our will when we express our will to Hashem in prayer Hashem will be happy to accept it and to answer it however obviously if we show disinterest to Hashem's will so then he shows a disinterest to our will. So we turn to him in prayer, he will not answer. That's the simple way of understanding this Pasuk and Mishle. However, says the Maral, that does not explain to us why it should be called a toeva. Toeva means that, so, uh, that our prayer, if someone who doesn't, uh, who turns his ear away from t- learning Torah, his prayer is, is despicable to Hashem. It's a toeva. A toeva, besides the fact that it's a negative word, it shouldn't be negative. It should just be Hashem is not going to answer you. Why is it negative? It's, it's in other words, you, you, that fila is better than you that you, that you didn't daven it at all. I mean, not only is it going to be rejected, but it's like, uh, what, what is this piece of garbage you put in front of me over? It's disgusting. Well, throw it back at you, right? <clears throat> That's something that needs to be understood. It needs to be understood. How, how does that align with the earlier statement about Ishmael? Like they're not 
listening to the Torah at all, yet they do have the power of tefillah. That's exactly right. The difference is that they were never entrusted with the Torah. But that is, but this is what I what I spoke about this past Tuesday. I don't know if you hear or not, but about the very point. That's why, that's why. Really, Hashem says to to the angel that that although they have a bris, and although they do uh, have the divine name in their name, but the, the, it's not um, a proper bris, it's not a proper covenant, it's not a proper circumcision they have, because of this very point because they don't have Torah, because they didn't accept the Pikudi Arisa, they didn't accept the divine decrees upon themselves they just make up whatever they want yeah um, the, the difference is that with them, this is their nature, in other words they are starting from Hagar, and again I don't want to get too far into that because we just spoke about it on Tuesday but starting from Hagar she's been doing it the whole time where they kind of, even his name Yishmael Hashem will listen to him it's not that he will go straight to Hashem like Klausel we're called Yisrael Yashar Kale, straight to Hashem we are interested in Hashem Yishmael is interested in Hashem listening to him but to a certain extent Hashem acquiesced to Avraham he said to him okay I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to him, and I'll give him a certain amount of power. But Klausel are expected to do the right thing, the correct thing, and ultimately, in the end, of course, Yishmael's prayers will certainly be within the category of Zavach Rushoim Toeva. The sacrifices of Rushoim are are disgusting to Hashem. The fact that Hashem listens to them is only a part of the ultimate fulfillment of the Pirkei de Rebilezer that we spoke about before, that you said is not the Pashib Shat. I agree with you, it's not the Pashib Shat, that Yishmael is in the future. Hashem will listen to the cries of the Jewish people for what the Yishmaelites will be doing to them. In other words, we're going to learn from them how to pray, and uh, we're going to fully take that power that fell to them from Avram Avinu to ourselves. But now we're talking about the hard work, how to do that. Okay. So, um, so again, we're pointing out that um, if it's just a simple midah midah, you don't listen to me, so I don't listen to you, then it should be that, that the person's prayer should be unanswered. But why should it be a toeva? Why should it be... Um, you know, a, a, something negative like that, right? The one that we're working on right now, Mesir Ozno Mishmoa Torah. Someone who turns away his ear from learning, from li- from listening to Torah, Gamt Filoso Toeva. Also, his prayer is uh, despicable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. Maybe depending how in depending on how you interpret that midrash, it's a midrash. Uh, the Gon has one way of interpreting it, others have a different way of interpreting it. So, depending how we understand it, I can see how that could go that way. Okay, so, um, so we have to, so we find a similar Chazal, a Gemorrah in Erevin, that says, Tfilas Shichur Toeva. A prayer of a drunkard is a Toeva. Same word. The prayer of, so, now we clearly, in other words, if we want to understand why should this person's tefillah be a toeva, and we're not sure, so let's look at a different place. We have another parallel language. The prayer of a drunkard is a toeva. Now there, we probably have a little bit more intuition, probably have a little bit more of a connection that why should it be that the prayer of someone who is drunk 
should be uh, displeasing to Hashem. What do you think? Right? You, you, you have, I know you'll get your chance. Yeah. I was gonna bring a counter argument about uh, Purim and how, like, uh, somebody said that, like, we don't I'm learn from open. exceptions. We learn from the rule, not from the exceptions to the rule. That's right. As in fact, in fact, we know that one of the opinions is that the reason why Nadav and Avihu died is because they had they had had something to drink. Right? Okay. But uh, come on, just just think about it for, for a minute. What, what what could be what could be a problem? A person drunk and he's praying to Hashem. Good judgment. You, you can't. That's why we can't. That's why Jew can only get drunk on Purim. Let's look, let's leave Purim off to the side. Yeah. No, but I'm, yeah. I'm not. Right. I'm not bringing it up. I, 364 days exactly. a year, we can't exactly. get drunk. But why is judgment so important, specifically in prayer? Why is why is tefillah the time that's so important? Um, because it's similar to the previous thing. If, I is, if you're drunk, you're worshipping yourself rather than you're, you're not why? focused on Hashem, you're focused on... Why? Why can't you be focused on Hashem when you're drunk? Okay, so... So where else do we find toeva? Now think of it in the Torah, the, to, the word toeva is used to describe what? Exactly, znus. Right. Uh, involvement in, 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 uh, in physical, lustful activities. People who are, who are uh, behaving like animals. We know that the sota, or the, the wayward wife, uh, she brings a uh, someone who's suspected of uh, of such activities. She brings a carbon of barley, and the reason why it's barley and not usually the carbonos are of wheat. Wheat is human food. Barley is animal food. So the Gemara says the same way that she acted like an animal. So she brings so her carbon is like that of an animal. So so uh, so. The uh, the involved uh, the involvement of uh, arias of promiscuity is, is very physically is a person is acting like an animal. Animals they just run around and they mate with whoever they can find. Yeah. So so the, so the, so and that's called a toeva. So why is the tefillah of a drunkard called toeva? Because a drunkard, when a person drinks, they're mevatel their seichel, like Hanan said, they negate their intellect. When you negate your intellect, what's left is the physicality. A person is a combination of physical and spiritual, or physical and intellectual, right? So if you drink and you negate the intellect, then what's left is physical. And now you're coming to pray to Hashem. Now, obviously, if a person comes and he's praying to Hashem and says, Shem, I want to be rich, and I want to have power, and I want everyone to honor me, and I want to have many women, and like this, right? So that is, <laughs> which, by the way, is exactly what, what the Ishmaelim do. That's, that's literally what they want. <laughs> but uh, but that's that's a toeva. That's a what is this? You're an animal, right? You're an animal. You think you want to be talking, maybe? You think you want to be talking? Anyway, maybe, I don't know. I have to, you know. Again. He's asking for what question is what's he asking for? He's asking for power, he's asking for what? Then no. If he's asking to be saved, it could be a different story. He's like, Yeah, he's got like the police on him and he's like, Oh no, please save me. I'll I'll turn to you, I'll do anything, you know, like I'll not maybe that's a different story. Well we'll talk about but if, if a person is asking to fulfill his tithes, the, then that is the antithesis of what Hashem wants. And I think this maybe is related to what Shlomo was saying. Shlomo was saying that, that the, what we said before, 
is the reason why Hashem desires people's prayer, prayer is because we're recognizing, we're acknowledging Hashem as the source of everything, and we're acknowledging Hashem as the as the as the one that um, that really is the focal point of everything, is the king. So, whereas if a person is looking to to fulfill his his lusts, so then that's the that's the exact opposite of that. Now you'll say to me, true, but this drunkard, he's not asking I me, mean, that's, that's obvious. The person is asking for those things, that's, Hashem takes that prayer, he throws it back in his face. That's just, that's just disgusting. Like, you, know, you want to talk about those things, talk, talk about them you know, in the bar with your drunk friends, but don't, don't come to the most divine, perfect, uh, wonderful being and start you know, in, a, in a drunken state demanding you know all these physical things but it says the the chiddishes though doesn't say the prayers of a drunkard who's asking for lusts and, and, and power and honor and things any prayer of a drunkard even if what he's asking for is spiritual things because since he's drunk and he's negated his mind he's negated his spirituality so no matter what he's involved in he can't. He can't think very lofty. He's. He's. It's. It's. It says the Maalos Kiilu. It's as if everything he's asking for is to give him fulfill his tithes. Because that's all he is. He's. He's been reduced to physicality. Isn't one of the three things to really know the true essence of a person, uh, what they do when they, after they get drunk? Sure. So this person, after they're drinking, is like, oh, I want to dominate my shot. That's very nice. You just don't do it, but it's, but it's a very nice thing. So how can we say that? How can we say this person is just like so physical? No, it's, when, it, when they want to turn to something but, but compared to what he's when he's not drunk, in other words, what we're saying there is when you drink, you kind of lower your guards or whatever it is, right? And, and you, you know, the, the, the real, you know, the inhibition is removed, right? But... Right, and they want to dominate. That's really beautiful, but... But that, but you, you're not capable of doing that at the time. They're not capable of it, but I mean they want to. So it's showing maybe who, where where they're really at. Why, Wonderful. Why would, that, why would that person not be worthy of having their tefillahs answered? Because they, they're not. He's physical. Right now he's physical. So, but it's not indicative of who the person is, though. Let it be indicative. We're talking about his prayer. We're not talking about him as a person. He'll be a wonderful person, and the rest of the year his tefillahs are going to be really great. But right now, what he's doing, where he's at, is he's again. When you drink, you the alcohol inhibits the frontal cortex, right? So, as people when they go to bars and they want to party and have fun, right? That's what they do. They drink, and the, the way that they do that is by becoming more animalistic, more physical. Right. But I think I think my, the reason why this is hard for me to understand is because it's not just that his feelings aren't answered it's something negative now to him as well again because the a prayer which is a prayer for physicality is negative fundamentally and here comes the bichidish says the morale fundamentally a person's feelings maybe it's worth it to read it inside That your prayer, your, your tefillah should be for the sake of facilitating. Because when we, when we daven, we are davening for, for physical things. Because tefillah is called chayishah. It means you're davening for things in this world. But nonetheless, it's the, the, why are you davening for parnasa? Why are you davening for health? Why are you davening for shidduch? All these things, Why? Says the morale, in order to facilitate you to be able to serve Hashem. That's what the prayer has to be. It has to be. Because remember, you're coming to the king. You're coming to the king. And ultimately, it's a statement of service to the king. Tefillah is called avoda. Avoda means service. Serving the king. How are you serving the king? So if you're saying to him, please give me X, Y, and Z so that I can serve you. Okay, then, then, then that makes sense. Then the king says, "Okay, wonderful. That's that's really happy. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to do that." Right? But if you're asking for your own stuff, then like Shlomo said, in other words, there's the king's interests and there's my interests. In other words, there's 
a bifurcation in the world. Oh, bifurcation, so then it's, then, then it's uh, similar to Zevach Rishoyim Toyeva. The Karbonos, oh, it's so beautiful, this Russia, he decided to bring a, a sacrifice to, to Hashem, uh, don't, even more, blah. no, he's giving a bribe. He's trying to get something for himself. Yeah, because he's fundamentally a selfish person. He wants for himself. So, so, and the same thing is true in tefillah. Coming to Hashem as a uh, ATM, give me this, give me this, give me this. So that that is uh, that is also a toiva. Tefila is where you're you're requesting your needs. Now, different story. Praising Hashem, that's wonderful. Sure, you want to want to praise Hashem when you're drunk. That's okay. That, that's good. Right? But requesting, it's also, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, if you if you come to some really, really powerful person and you have like a really serious situation and you come to ask him for, for help and you show up there and you're tipsy. <laughs> so, can you, like, really, you know, we need... He'll throw you out in the street. Like, the, can you imagine showing up to like a senator, and you're like stumbling over your words? Like, they'll call in the the security people, right? Throw you. I mean, you're not taking it. If you're taking it seriously, if this is a genuine need that you have. You're gonna turn to the king with a serious need when you're drunk. That's. Uh, what? <coughs> Not in prayer. Tefillah is a din of Omid Lifnei Melech. Remember, yes, we have such a relationship to Hashem, Father and Son, but Tefillah is your Omid Lifnei Melech. It's a b'chin of Omid Lifnei Melech, so you have to dress up formally for for for, for Tefillah. You have to be dressed up properly. You have to stand with your feet together. It's a, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a serious, it's a serious, you're, you're beseeching Rachamim, you're beseeching mercy, which we're going to talk about later on, but, you know, it's, you, you need to try to uh, be fit for this, right? Let's say we do. Does that change what it is? If you mention because within everything there's sub nuances there's the global picture of something and then within it there's there's many different nuances we discussed that before well, no because he just he and the over the Vodozora has no problems bribing Hashem he has no qualms doing that he'll bring one carbon over there one day another one different time you wait a few little while if it's not working out he'll try he'll try a different route he's happy he is a equal opportunity employer he want to employ any deity which will work for him we're talking about that type of Russia all Russia like that so why we had a monotheistic Russia so why so why is he a Russian? No, no. No. I mean he spends his life fulfilling the will of God? And you were a Russia at the time. You were doing evil deeds, going against his will and I'm not sure about that, but I my relationship so the question is the question is to what extreme that is. So again, if person is in Russia, then he's clearly not viewing Hashem as the king, because he's a Russian. 
Okay. Oh, so it's a much more my yeah yeah right. So as I was trying to say, levels and levels, right? So our Russia clearly is not approaching the king in as a one and only master of everything. I belong to you, and everything I have is yours, and everything is in your hands. That's not right. Okay. Now next level. What about uh, a drunkard? Right. So y- you're right. A drunkard is not going to be nearly as extreme. He could be a good man and he's turns to Hashem and that. You know, but we see that Eli, when Eli thought that Hannah was drunk, he he reproached her. He criticized her. So you're not allowed to daven to Hashem when you're drunk. It's an usher. You're not allowed to do it. If you cannot be Omer Levnei Melech, then you're not allowed to daven to Hashem. That's a halacha. That's a shulchan aruch. Hold on, I'm just explaining to you. It's a shulchan aruch, right? You're not allowed to daven when you're drunk. If you cannot be omid lifnei melech, then you cannot drunk. Then you cannot daven to Hashem. Okay, that's another story. Drunk. That depends on what happened and how it ended up. Leave that to the side. You cannot daven to Hashem if you're drunk. Okay? Why? Because it's a toeva. You cannot be omid with nemel. You cannot stand in a, in a proper. If, a, if you were, if a if a policeman pulled you over, did the full uh, test on you with the touch your finger to your nose and walk in a straight line and you know tell me about your high school and whatever it is. If you can't do that, then you can't daven. Kind of like also if you have stomach issues and saying hey. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same. I mean, it, if you, you know, that, that's true, but, but that's a different point of, of the keys. Right. Okay. Slightly different question. So you said like uh, the problem with Russia is that he's ultimately bribing Hashem because he wants something for himself. What if Russia is asking for somebody else? So, so what? Like, uh, yes, he's a bad person, but he's not asking. It doesn't make a difference. As long as you don't recognize Hashem as the one and only power, that Hashem is not interested in in your gifts. And remember, I want to remind you. Go back, listen to the first year that we gave. Hashem is not lacking any meat. He doesn't need your your barbecue. Take your barbecue, and. You understand the rest of it, right? If he wanted barbecue, he would ask Michal and Gavriel to roast for him however many cows in heaven he, he needs. He doesn't have any need for your barbecue. Okay? And so too, he has no need for your praises or for your requests. Okay? It's only if it's coming with the acknowledgement of Hashem as the Bore Olam, as the creator of the world, as the Manhiga Oilam, as the one who guides the world, as the Melacha Oilam, as the, as the king over the world. Then it becomes a, 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 an avoda, a service to Hashem, and that's Tfilasi Sharim Ritzono. That's what Hashem's will, is to be revealed in the world as the, as the one and only source. So again, now Noah is pointing out that he, he, if a person uh, happens to, you know, he's a, a simple Yid, simple Jew, he does what Hashem tells him, but he would like to, you know, he's got an old pair of you know, he, he, shoes and he wants a new pair of shoes because it's comfortable, not so that he can serve Hashem and everything, just because he would like a new pair of shoes, that's it, right? So will he get a new pair of shoes or not? Maybe, maybe Hashem will have mercy on him, that's not the, that's not the point, but the, the, there's levels and levels, okay? So, is it the is it the correct way to daven? No. Nefesh Chaim says explicitly, like the morale, that, that this is not the correct way to daven. Will Hashem have mercy on on, on uh, such a person? Depending on his level, maybe he'll have mercy on him. Yeah, it's like it, your baby makes a dirty diaper. It's it's very it's very it's very unpleasant, but you change it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> as much of a toy as it is, <laughs> he's, he's, he's still going to change his diaper. 
Yeah, that's with babies. <laughs> okay. Weiter. Um, so again, Lekach, I'm going to read to you the word, Lekach Adam Kasher Yispal, therefore a person will need Davins, El Hashem Yisborach, to Hashem, blessed be He, Al Tzarkov, regarding your needs, regarding the man's needs, Lo Yiyekav Anoso, it should not be your intention, Shiyitin Lo Osha Vechavod, He should give you wealth and honor, Vekolot Vorim, Asher Hu Tzarech, Bishvil, Hanos Gufo, and anything else that he would need towards the benefit, towards the pleasure of his own body. Rak, rather it should be this. Sheyitein lo, Hashem is borach, ma shehu mevakish, la'avod Hashem is borach. You're asking Hashem for uh, the things you need to be able to serve Him. Perfect opportunity is, uh, a, a comparison for us is GI government issued, right? If you're if you're in the if you're in the army, then you write a letter to the commanding officer. You say we need X, Y, and Z, and we need it not because we want it, but we because we this is what we need in order to get the mission accomplished. That is that tila is ritzono, tila sharam ritzono. You're straight to Hashem. You're straight carrying out Hashem's will. That feel is resolved. That's going to be rubber stamped. That's going to be right away uh, issued. Um, okay. So now, um, more uh, as as the morale that we then this is what I think we mentioned last time that people uh, people really. Uh, Felt this was pretty harsh, but the Gemara says it, so there's no way of getting around it. It's a Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Yud. Take a look. Think so we even have a Gemara Shabbos around here. Uh, Gemara Daf Yud says that someone who is learning, he stopped learning Torah seemingly prematurely or or unnecessarily in order to daven. So a one of the Amoroim, it was Rava. Said about him, Mesir Ozno Mishmoa Torah, come to us Toeva. By you turning away your ear right now from listening to Torah, so even the prayer you're going to offer right now is going to be a Toeva to Hashem. Now, obviously, not at the same level of Toeva as that of a Russia. Okay? However, or a drunkard. However, no, that's, that's a scheduled minion. You, you got to doubt at some point. So, oh, because it's scheduled, and then because that's what I was going to ask. Like, don't do that every morning, but because yes. it's scheduled. Yes. So, what is the what is the what is the concept? The concept is, what are you davening for? What are you davening for? You're davening for Hashem to empower you, to help you, to give you the opportunity to serve Him. By what? By learning His Torah and doing His mitzvahs. You're sitting here. You're learning His Torah. And you're going to close the, you're going to close the safer, in order to ask Hashem, please help me, so that I can learn Torah. What are you doing that for? You're learning right now. You're you're interrupting you you're interrupting the learning in order to ask for further facilitation. No, that's not what you're doing. Must be what you're doing is that you're stopping to learn Torah to ask for your own own needs, not your needs in order to facilitate to learn. Because if that was the case. You should just keep on learning. You're already learning anyway. That is a different story. Again, if it's if whatever is the order of a person's day, then that's what you need to do. But the but the point is, but the point is, but the point is, if no no no, Maser Osno Mishmo Torah, if you turn away from listening to Torah. So the house you gonna have a marv afterwards? No, no. If you leave in the middle of a shear, then Hashem is not gonna want to listen to your tra- to your tefillah afterwards. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah. That's a nice joke. Okay. What point is a good point to stop? It, it, I, like I'm pointing out, it, every situation is different. But in that situation, they they they, they were sitting, they were learning, there was still some time, whatever it is, and 
and he cut the learning short in order to yeah, whatever it is he prefers to daven let's say right but the, the but the davening is a hechitimsa for learning in other words the the, the 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 davening is trying to accomplish that you should be able to learn so if you're if you are turning away from the learning for the sake of the davening then necessarily that davening is not in order to learn Hashem's Torah it's for your own needs Getting shidduchim, what do you mean? Getting a mitzvah, mitzvah. Couldn't uh, be a mora about whom the story is said. Couldn't he appear about getting up, closing his mora for his mishnahs, whatever it may be, and getting up to daven for the sake of a number of people, like a chef, for a number of people getting married? And you think Hashem can't accomplish that without you? I think Hashem can do anything he wants, obviously. Right. Again, we're talking about World that the minion was starting. The, the minion was starting at Shachris at It's seven o'clock. Clap six fifty-five. He stopped learning at six forty-five because he wanted to like really get into the davening. He cut, he cut ten minutes out of learning in order. F- towards the davening. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is that in order to do psychic preparation, get in the right headspace, you should look. You should start learning ten minutes earlier. Whatever it is, listen. It's not meant to be practical. You want, you want. Mara said it must be true. No, no, it's definitely true. You want practical advice how to how to implement this in the day to day thing. We'll talk about it in a minute. I just want to. I just want to. just want to point out the concept. The concept is. The concept is that the, the tefillah is meant to be a support for the Torah. Right? So if it's coming at the expense of the Torah, then it's the wrong tefillah. So it's not that you're exchanging and, okay, fine, my Torah won't be so good, but at least my tefillah will be great. On the contrary, is your tefillah also won't be good. Away from from the neshama, trying to, to compensate that. I know the yeah, that's, 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 that's the concept. That's, that's what we're saying right. that, that you're taking away the, the, the nefesh is meant to be a support for the neshama. I mean, in other words, the lower the heart is meant to be a support for the for the mind, right? right? So, but but if but if the mind is doing well right now, if everything is good. In other words, picture a scenario where he, he was learning, it was perfect, everything was fine. There was no reason for him to stop. He goes and he stops in order to go daven. Why'd you do that? This is, you were in the, exactly the right place. In other words, you have to get your priorities straight. What is the, what is the, um, the, the, the purpose and what is the, me, what is the means, what's the end? Thank you. What's the means, what's the end? Okay? So, so you see, if, if you make feel the end and not the means, then really it means, get it? It means that you're not really davening that your avodos Hashem should be facilitated. But you, but you have to, if you don't know how to daven, you have to learn how to daven. Okay. So you have to spend time. So no I, problem. Listen, if every case is going to be different, what should you do? How should you go about it? What, you, you, if you need to daven, you need to learn how to daven, you could do that and talk to your rabbi about every single unique situation. We're saying here was a uh, a case where take all those excuses off the table. This was not a case where all the myriad of excuses apply. Okay? I'm sorry, I just jumped. I'm 
they're filming us telling us that we don't have a job anymore. Can everybody just be clear about that? That's what we're saying. Okay. First of all, nine hours, but okay. And the Gemara asks, "What did they attempt to learn?" The answer is, that they learned. They learned plenty, and they, they had tremendous yad of the Shmaya. No one is saying how much. Without saying how long your tefillah should be, and how long your uh, learning should be. What we're saying is, for whatever reason, he cut his learning short. As I tell you, he was sitting and learning. He cut it short in order to prematurely add to the to the tefillah. That's what we're talking about. If, for whatever reason, a person a person's schedule, however it's set up. That's, in other words, they felt, here's how much tefillah they need to accomplish, to do, in order to accomplish, in order to get the support that they need from Hashem to serve Hashem in the mitzvahs and in the limud Torah. Okay? But if, but, but, uh, we're not discussing right now ratios, we're not discussing how many hours. Right? Discussing hierarchy. Hierarchy. So, like, 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 is a supportive mechanism. Tefillah is to ask Hashem to help us in serving Him. So, if whatever is the case, if we detract from the actual service for the sake of the tefillah. Then it's, then, then, it's a, then it's a contradiction. So if, if a fellow uh, he davens... No, no, no he, we're, not ta- we're not taking any more real-life cases. Not, not <laughs> taking real-life cases. This is a non-real-life case. It has, it, it has never happened. It will never happen. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Okay? The point can be extracted from it. Any real-life cases can be discussed afterwards. There's no end to the real-life scenarios, which could be very, very different. That's perfectly fine. But the concept we get, the concept, and again, just to understand the posseg, Meisir Ozmo Mishmo Torah, someone turns away from Torah, he could be learning Torah right now. It's actually going into his ear. He turns away from that to Davin, Gam Okay? Yep. It's just in the abstract. Um, next point. What's that? Shortly, this. So I'll, so I'll tell you the. Like this. The the Mishnah Bura says that someone who someone who knows how to learn, and by the way, that was the case with that with that person in the Gemara. Someone knows how to learn and is capable of really learning, not just you know doing Shtaimikar Targum or whatever, but, but really learning. Uh, it is preferable, it's better for him to say to to for example, relating to carbonos or other things, he says not to say those things and rather invest that time into learning. Yeah. Mr. Mishnah says, Chaznish used to daven the bare minimum of what is halachically obligated to daven. And throughout the davening, he would repeat over and over, better a little bit with kavana than a lot without kavana. In other words, kavana you must have. Whatever you're davening, you must have kavana. All the extra parts of davening, you don't need to add the extra parts. So, the as long as now something you might say, if I don't add this, this, and this, I'm not gonna have kavana. It's a different story because you have to have kavana. So, but uh, and again, I don't know how many of us 
are in the level that our learning is so beloved and so high that a person should diminish the 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 davening. But uh, but certainly in 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 an ideal in an ideal world, ideal sense, yes, that is the case. Obviously, the very extreme of it is Rabbi Shimon, the Chaverim, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in the Chaverim, that he wasn't involved in Olamaz at all, and he he was just learning. He was he was he was Potter from Tila. But um, but even we're talking about a person davens. But you were talking about should you say all the extra things, or if you can do it with kavana, have a very harsh of a serious davening, but without all the extras, and then you know you're going to invest that time into learning, and you're learning on a high level, then the Mishnah Bura says that that would be preferable. Does this apply to cases that are where tequila is not the next thing on the person's docket, meaning if they're ending for an early or something else? Is it the same similar outcome? Kol shekein ben meloshel kalvachomer, how much more so? How much more so that that would be viewed as a negative thing? He's cutting his learning uh, short to go work. Again, different story. If you, this, you, you need to, let's say, at work, there's a certain situation. You need to go to them. There's a different story because the point is because the work you have to do in order to facilitate the, the learning later. But when a person is just cutting out early because he doesn't want to learn right now, then there's a different story. Is taking an unscheduled break and, and then coming back to learning go under the same? Or like, no. you're learning, your mom calls you. I mean, do you ignore your mom or you just talk to her? Fine. And okay. then you come back to learn. Sure. That's what you have to do. People need breaks. People are human. We need breaks. We need to, we need to go, uh, go for a little walk. You have to take a call from your mom, whatever it is. That's a, what? Why is what? Why is it permitted to go to the Chassan? Why is it permitted to go to the Chassan? Okay. We're not currently discussing the concept of Bittel Torah. There's, a, there's an entire study called Bittel Torah. What is a case where, where, you know, what should you be doing, should you not be doing? Here we're talking, we're making, trying to make an isolated case. The Gemara is talking about an isolated case. This was time for learning, and instead it was re-channeled, redirected, confiscated from learning, put into the davening piggy bank. That was the case. Inappropriate. Well, we're told that it's inappropriate. Okay. Um, one second. Oh, um, now, additionally, you have to remember something. Um, why is it that it's so important that the tefillah should be, even if the rest of the day, and by the way, the, the Nefesh Kaim says this very clearly, even if the rest of the day, let's say a person walks around with, yes, certain level of desire for things for himself, for his family, not evil things, just uh, you know, the desire for, for comforts of this world and pleasures of this world. Even if the rest of the day he does that, doing tefillah specifically, it's extremely important before the tefillah, and that's why we take three steps back before the davening, those three steps back is to pull ourselves out of that physicality. And the reason is, and according to, by the way, according to some opinions that there's an obligation to wash your hands before, before tefillah, that's also the same concept. To wash your hands, to remove our desire and our involvement in the physical world. And the reason is because of what we're saying. Because in tefillah, the way that tefillah is answered is when it's for the sake of heaven, when it's asking for our needs in order to serve Hashem. So in other words, and there's this unique spiritual power that we have doing tefillah to actually have such intention. Even the rest of the day is too hard to be so pure, but in tefillah we go up to a higher realm to, of ourselves where we can be lishma, where we can ask for whatever it is that we're asking for 
genuinely for the sake of heaven. And says the morale, it's extraordinarily important to do that here. Because why? Remember, tefillah is not midin. We're not coming to ask, hey, I worked for you for this long, please pay me. Tefillah is a request. You're, you're, it's a request for mercy. It, you're coming, you're saying, please give me these things which you don't have to give me. And therefore, it's extremely important that the kavana should be pure. That's why we have to spend time before tefillah. What were those chassidim who showed them that Noah loves quoting? What were they doing for that time before the tefillah? They were working on this very point. They were working on pulling themselves away from the physical world, not being interested in those things, praising Hashem, in, 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 in recognizing that this is really the only thing that's worthy is, is, uh, is serving Hashem and how incredible that is, etc., etc. So that when they would step in to the actual Amida, they would have pure intention. That's Kavana. I mean, people think Kavana means don't get distracted when you're saying the words. <laughs> right? That's a level. I mean, it, that means paying attention. Kavana does, doesn't mean to pay attention. Kavana means what are you trying to get out of this? What is your intentionality in this? Not, not paying attention to the words. So what do you want? And that's something that a person should work on before the davening, before the tefillah starts. So it should be that what I want is to be a true servant of Hashem. And I want to be given all the opportunities for that. The opportunities of a great chavrusa, the opportunities to do mitzvahs, to be positioned properly that they'll have the opportunity to do mitzvahs. It's not, not every person can jump and do an act of chesed. Not everyone's given that opportunity, not the means for it, not, not that the right person turns to them in the right moment or whatever it is. Those are things that the person needs to dive in for. Three worlds, yeah. yeah. Pulling Asiya, Yisira, Bria, pulling yourselves out of all those worlds and stepping into them again with the right with the right, uh, so walking back and then walking forward. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we're about to dive a marv. Let's try to have the right kavona. It's early. It's <laughs>